0: And welcome to Strongcast. I'm here with Paul Sullivan and the man himself, Peter Barron. How are you, Peter?
1: I'm very good. good. Thanks how, for, thanks how are for you having the Influencer
0: me extraordinaire <laughs> today. Yeah. So how are you, Paul? Are you good?
2: Yes, all good. All good. Looking forward to this.
1: I feel very skinny here at this table. I feel Ah, like. uh, yeah. Because
2: <laughs> we're wearing small t-shirts. <laughs> I, I should have worn my tight <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. I went We got the right angle on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I got the dark corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, this is the second Irishman we've had on the podcast. The first one was pretty popular. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was the first? John Mitchell.
1: I feel upset now that I'm the second uh, Irishman. The second <laughs> one,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <The> man <laughs> from Cork. Cork. Yeah. Cork.
1: John Mitchell.
0: What's yeah. he do? MMA. MME. Okay, cool. Peter, yeah. I'll yeah. have to listen in. So, where is it you're from, Peter?
1: County Clare.
0: County Not too Clare. far away
1: from John, actually. Is it, yeah? And I lived in Cork for a while, so wow. me and John might you have crossed know, paths uh,
0: at maybe. one point. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, didn't he say he punched a lad? From the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my nose is crooked. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah.
2: Right, so uh, give us a little introduction there, mate. What's uh, Take us back, Peter Barron, early years.
1: So, basically, like you said, I'm from a, a place called Clare in Ireland. Um, and I suppose, started out for me um, playing football, like in terms of fitness, and that was my passion growing up. That's all I wanted to do. And again, I'll start with that because um, it kind of takes me along to where I am today. And that's kind of what shaped everything. Um, But I always wanted to become a professional footballer. So like when I was younger, I didn't drink. I was very dedicated to achieving something and getting somewhere, um, probably to my own detriment um, and not understanding what I actually needed to do to get there. But long story short, got to the age of 17 went on a trial over in the UK with Luton, um, and when I got there, my brother went over with me, went really well, played really well, <clears throat> and then just last day, we had these fitness tests, and I got absolutely smashed, like as in just wasn't up to the standard whatsoever. So in my head, I was like, how I've done everything like possible to to make it. I've, I didn't drink, I was always quite sensible, I trained hard, I always went out with the ball, but then when I kind of look back in hindsight, it, I didn't focus on my fitness or um, getting stronger or breaking the game down into different elements and working on those elements by kicking a ball off a wall or with the lads. Mm. Um, And that's kind of what took me down the the route of of fitness because I wanted to basically educate myself while I was studying um, engineering in university, which we won't talk about, that didn't work out very well. (laughs) Um, But I started doing like the online PT courses, nutrition courses, because I wanted to be able to help other people um, in any sport or industry to be able to reach whatever goal it is they want to reach, but also have that mindset um, of what they need to do and the consistency and the work that it takes to get there. You can't just go out and swing a golf club, kick a ball off a wall, Mm. lift a weight and expect to just get to the top of the game.
0: It's a lot of background work. It's
1: not that simple. Yeah, I yeah. I
0: think that's important as well to differentiate skill and strength and conditioning. You can have the skill, but you might not have the strength and conditioning. And I think that's key in any professional sports is a combination of skill and strength and conditioning, particularly in football. You see it it now, like you watch any documentary, you see it, you see players.
2: It's all about gym work, rehab, recovery, and then it's the playing. Like they'll go out before, they'll do the gym work, go out, recover after. Coaching has changed, right? Like you see, you watch all the old era clips don't you it's just they used to turn up off the train play football go up exactly do you think with your skill then back then if you had that type of coaching there is now you'd have made it a bit further on uh, football or what the
1: thing was back then even before i went on the trial my parents got me like a, you know monster the rugby club the a head strength and conditioning coach i went and met him he put a program together but i think it's almost an ego thing at some point when you're younger you're like Yeah, he gave me a program, but he's a rugby coach. What does he know? Mm -hmm. So I took it upon myself to ignore that. Um, I don't know. I think it was a mindset thing. I think, like, yes, you can differentiate the strength and condition and everything. But if you don't have the mindset, um, I think it's very hard to make it in anything that you do. Um, So, yeah, it was actually funny. Yesterday, I was down watching Gulf United train their their professional club here in Dubai. Um, Just a new setup. And their their manager is Stephen Taylor. And like these boys are, they're all young lads. Like Cx ex-Newcastle? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, did, he was the one that <laughs> went in front of the goalkeeper, remember? Dropped a bit of knowledge. <laughs> Do you follow football? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so these guys, like you should, the condition of these young lads, they're like, they're quads. The development is just next level. And I put myself in the position I was in and just nowhere near these lads. So I think maybe if I stuck to it, but because, again, of the ego, yeah. I didn't. So it's like, yeah. it's hard to say if I had it, yeah. what I have made it. I think the mindset was the problem.
0: Just going back, what was the fitness test you had to do?
1: So we did the...
2: Um, Don't
0: say the bleep test. Tw- no, it
1: was oh. a t- we did a bleep test, yeah. which I was actually quite good at because you did that in school anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was um, but was a, the one I failed really badly was a 12-minute run. Right. And I can't remember the, the parameters and what you had to hit.
0: A mile or a mile and a half or something.
1: It, but like. now, like looking back, it was so simple. Yeah. And even if I was to go in blind back then, now, knowing that if I just dug in and worked a little bit harder, whereas I was so used to being in the training environment that I was in, where it was kind of, the, the coaches were brilliant, but you could get by just at 70%, yeah. you know? Um, and that's like, um, oh, who was it recently? There was a footballer that got slammed by Roy or not Roy Keane by Alan Shearer.
2: Slams everyone.
1: Yeah, true. But something similar about, yeah. about the, the work ethic. He said like when he played with England, he was at the top of his game. And then what helped Jermaine held him, Genius. Jermaine Genius, yeah, yeah. He said
2: when he came back to Newcastle. Exactly. He just dipped back, didn't he? to that He level. just dipped
1: back to that level and kind of settled at that, that 70, 80%, whether that was the case or not. But that's kind of what I felt yeah. happened in that in that point in time but yeah anyway so that was that was that and that kind of took me into the fitness industry just doing a lot of online co- courses research and um, started working with some people on the side just again to help again it, it kind of always in the fitness industry if you're not in uh, strength and conditioning and performance it's more normally like weight loss or may- maybe someone wants to put on a bit of, but mainly weight loss so that's kind of the route that I went down at home helping people and then it turned into the online um, side of things, which we were way too early with. We set up a company, me and my friends, called UIP, which stood for Unlock Your Potential. Um, and back then, it was kind of like a mindset thing where we wanted people to to use the power of their mind to achieve whatever it is with, the f- with fitness as a, a facilitator. Uh, but at that time, I think it was just way too early. You know, Facebook and all this was only new. We were trying to do something online, and it just wasn't hitting. So then... Fast forward five years, I got a job then in a medical company at home, Um Zimmer making knees. So I was just like a product builder making there, knees. making yeah, knees, yeah, making yeah. Knees. I d- and I think now, 10 years later, I probably need to go back and get one. I
2: think I've
0: got two of them in mind. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes, if, if <laughs> How
0: does that out. go down on a night out? So what do you do? and build I li- knees. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Change lives. <laughs>
0: change <laughs>
1: lives. That's their slogan. Change lives. <laughs> build knees, like change lives. I think it is something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um I did that and then, A couple of my friends were out here, so I came out two or three, three times actually in the space of a year in two thousand and fourteen or fifteen, and then I was like, right, I'm going to take a career break, come out, see what happens, and then after the year, I was like, I'm not sure if Dubai is for me, kind of came here with the wrong mentality again, typical going into like going out partying all the time, Um, the wrong mindset, not trying to build a fitness brand, which is what I obviously came back and then started to do, but. I was debating then would I go back to work and back home and just, because I I was like, it's fine, life is good. And then a couple of people said to me, no, you need to go back, give it another shot, but you need to go and give it a shot 100%. Um, change the mindset, put a plan together. And I had very little money. I had put all my savings together to come out the first year, spent nearly everything on absolutely nothing. Um, Didn't really build a client base, struggled a little bit. And then when I came back with that mindset change, um, everything kind of started to happen then all the opportunities came but again not just it was because that mindset had changed so I had a focus on where I wanted to go
0: How did that mindset change? I know you said it went from A to B How did it change and, and what was the change? I
1: think so my dad actually said to me he, he gave me 2000 euros at the time uh, and said to me look go out like get your rent put your plan together put your head down and I think at that point it was more like the fear of if I don't give it 100%, am I going to be in that same position as when I wanted to be a professional footballer? It didn't happen. I was so shocked, but I don't know why I was shocked. And I was like, I don't want it to be the same thing where I fail again and end up shocked and then not understand what it is that I didn't do. So I made sure that I gave it everything that I had. It's so
2: common when you see coaches, especially in the last few years, come to Dubai because it's like... You see on social media, you see everything going, oh they li- they're living a life exactly. oh that's amazing, and then fall into the trap of you know, beach clubs every day, partying, party and you're doing whatever, and then wondering a few months down the line, i 've got no clients
0: yeah
2: i can 't survive oh it's expensive yeah. here yeah. not realizing that it actually takes a mindset and that growth to actually go, I need to knuckle down yeah, yeah, and, and build something
1: I think th- and you know what it was, and I was actually speaking to someone again funnily yesterday about something that I think Dubai is lacking again that it had before. There was a fitness, like you were in that kind of fitness community at the time when I came. How long have you been? Yeah,
2: like Fitness DXB and stuff like that. Yeah, with Johnny Um, and all the guys. Like five, six years? Even
1: more, probably, yeah, six years maybe. And the thing was, it was very easy at that time. Not not easy, but like there was a community there with Fitness and DXB and these things that were going on to get yourself in with the people who are already here and to kind of understand the industry a little bit better and see the people around you that are working their ass off and they're not living that beach club life. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, that's how they got there. They're not doing what I was doing. So I need yeah. to change my focus and do more like them. And then things will start to happen. Um, so yeah, I think that was a...
2: And stuff did happen for you.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. It's been, Dubai has been great so yeah. far.
2: So what's uh, talk us through some of the stuff you've sort of done Since being in Dubai then, like coaching-wise? I think... Awards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah. So again, around that fitness industry boom at like five, six years ago, there was, again, there was all the fitness awards. um, And luckily I was nominated for a few in one year um, and won, I think, three awards that year or something, which really helped on the social media side of things. And then just started to... Somehow it ended up happening that like there was one or two like Instagram um, personalities that came and I ended up training them and then one or two footballers. And then that kind of helped build my profile, started posting a little bit more on social media and it just helped to get the name out there. And then in 2017, um, I had been doing so on the side to the personal training, I was doing like promo work. So just working at events, I actually did one. 52 degrees, I think it was, this day. It was horrific. I was in jean shorts and a t-shirt handing out toupee samples. And I was down there, and you know what? I loved it. I was like, this is brilliant. I'm getting 100 dirham an hour. This is great. And Because the thing is, because my mindset had changed. I wasn't down there going, oh, I wish I was on the beach, partying with the lads. I was like, this is... You're bit- making money. I'm making money yeah. that's going to allow me to get to the next step or get to the next level. Yeah. Um, so I was doing all these types of jobs, and I started doing promo work with Adidas. And from that then adidas were setting up adidas runners um which is like a running community they have all over the world where they activate each city and basically just bring together like-minded people so at that time because i was already doing some stuff on the promo side of things that job came up and then i was put forward for the job and ended up becoming one of the adidas runners coaches um alongside another girl sophie and lee who's still the captain of adidas runners i'm hoping to get
2: lee on lee if you're listening
1: Lee, you're in. You're next. Mad madman yeah. that runs in his garden. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. 100-kilometer <laughs> yeah. run during garden lockdown. That was unbelievable. He actually motivated me. I did six kilometers a day in my house, which was good because it was the size of this room, back and forth. Sounds great. I amazing. Did, uh, <laughs> I was going through did the you? rehab on one of my yeah.
2: knees. So I jumped on the bike and did like 50 kilometers, and I was dead for about two days.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we set up Adidas Runners. And again, that community then helped um with my own personal kind of journey to to build up um the social following and again just it kind of motivated me then when you see a bit of traction with anything and you're like okay i'm putting all this work in yes it's taking time but when you see the results and it's like anything any transformation if it's physical mental when the results start to come and you start to reap those rewards you're like this is a this is addictive it's like a drug so you want more um so that kind of helped me then to evolve and then obviously led me on to lockdown things were going really well lockdown happened and at that time I kind of started to do set up an online platform when lockdown happened I just went into this like state of like I just don't want to do anything I was so demotivated because things were going so well there was so much happening then to nothing so I literally Set my ass for about two weeks. And then I was like, okay, this doesn't feel good. Something's not right. And I was, again, it was a switch in mindset. I was like, not to fall into old habits because it's so easy to do. And again, part of being a, a trainer or coach is, is not so much about the specific exercise, food. It's teaching people how to not fall into those old habits again, you know, because that's what gets you in the place you're in is your old habits. So I said to myself, no, I'm not letting this happen. So I got on the laptop and I literally spent i'd say three weeks four weeks from seven in the morning till 12 o'clock at night just programming getting the app set up putting all the meal plans training plans um just getting everything into the app and getting that ready to launch because it was there was no better time than Mm. yeah Yeah. when everyone's at home
0: yeah when everything went online Mm. yeah Yeah, but it's good that you could uh, see see it yourself and nip it in the bud really i mean a lot of people don't Nip, nip it in the bud whether that's with weight loss or veering off goals 100%. you manage to nip it in the see bud
2: you know like you, you see memes or different things online and it was like these two statues one's like the thinker and it's like yeah. you can think about things for six months or you can take action in like six minutes or whatever 100%. it is make the decision and do it yeah. you're going to get so much more done, right? And instead of just, oh, I'll think, I'll think, I'll put it off. I'll put off that transformation. I'll put off that business. I'll put off that idea. Yeah. But what I like is that you're you're talking about that mindset when you come back to Dubai. People see, oh, he's got lucky. And I hate it when people go lu- like, oh, he's got lucky or you've fallen into that. You haven't fallen into it because you've created that. Yeah. And what it seems you've done every time you've achieved something where you've set out, you've achieved it, you've, you've never rested on those laurels and gone, oh, that's cool. And it's that, the next thing, and yeah, it's build, exactly. and it's build, and it's build, and that.
1: I think that is the thing, and, and with Dubai as well, because it's so fast-paced. I think what some people feel is, like, okay, I'm gonna co- I see there's all these people super successful in Dubai. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to do something just from an influencer standpoint with this big influencer, and that's going to make me. No, like, you can't just do one thing and expect that's the success. Yeah. It's like, okay, yes, you might get a little boost. That will drop. And because Dubai moves fast, if you don't back it up over and over and over again, you'll fade away. So you have to have that mindset and drive to to keep pushing. And the thing is, you do have failures along the way. There is going to be a lot of struggle. But it's how, and again, luckily for me, I went through that when I was younger because it hit me so hard and hit my ego so hard that I was like, ego is gone. Now I'm just going to, if I fail, I fail, I get back up and I go again. You know, because... I lost that kind of sense of humility because back then I was like, no, I, I haven't failed. Like, no, I'm going to make it as a footballer. Of course I am because I, I deserve that. I, that's, that's for me. And I, I kind of had this thing where I was so proud. I didn't even want to tell people. It was like, no, it's going to happen, obviously. But now because I went through that and it was humiliating for me because I cared what people thought and I had built this up in my own head as this big thing. But and then I look back and I'm like, that was just that stepping stone that's got me to here But every time I fall now, I can get back up very quick, and I think that's one thing that people really need to understand. It is no matter what, when you fall, no matter how bad it is, you are always going to get yourself back up once you get your mindset
2: there. Yeah, Yeah. we we spoke about with Toby really. It's pretty much word for word of get knocked down, yeah, getting back on the horse exactly. So then, we like to ask this to everybody: What does talking about all those things? What does strong mean to you?
1: Strong, I think, yeah, for me, again, it's probably, again, like you said, what Toby said, would fall into the lines of that mindset. Um, strong, I think, is, is your ability to take failures on, take defeat and accept it as part of your journey and turn it into a strength and use that as fire to fuel you forward. Yeah. And a, a good one, I think, is a strong person can take on criticism and use that as fire to push harder, to either, and not, not to prove that person wrong, but to put that fire into you, to do it for yourself. If someone says that you can't do something and you know you can prove them wrong, but prove it for yourself, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that strength is, is kind of, the meaning of strong is in that for me.
0: I like it, Yeah, I like it. So, Peter, oh, yeah. <laughs> Here An awkward goes. question. I here can feel goes. it. You here can, you can feel it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what would Peter Barron do to change the world if he could?
1: To change the world.
0: Or make the world a better place?
1: Right now, I could probably. Yeah, we're not going to go into politics. No, no, no. No politics, <laughs> no politics no. here. To change the world, I would. I would probably have a place that everybody empowers each other and everybody is on each other's side. Um, I would create some sort of, like like a Facebook, where there is no negativity in a sense, like where it's almost censored to a degree because I think there's too much trolling. And I know a lot of people who have been brought down or accepted that they're just not good enough or not going to get somewhere because that's just not for them based off other people's words um, or what other people tell them. So I'd love to put something together where people can go just to be empowered. And whether it's you wanna be the world's strongest man, you wanna be a footballer, you wanna be the best lawyer in the world, to be the best, you need to have a team behind you. And a lot of the time, even your, your own close circle, you start something and they're not there. And I don't know why, cause they'll, be talk, they'll talk about everybody else, and the Kardashians and all these people, how great they're doing in <laughs> yeah, their yeah, businesses. Yeah. Everyone's posting about Rihanna now and her baby and congratulations, that's amazing, great. But what about your friend that's just set up a business that's just trying to get themselves out of a hole of depression? Mm. Where are you for them? You know? So have this community or do something to get people together in a really positive way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. I just yeah, thought of I it. I thought, think, oh, yeah. I, just thought.
1: Can I take the words? Yeah. I can take your name strong as well. Yeah, I can call and push it, it down. <laughs> yeah. Strong community. Yeah. You need to do there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Strong
0: citadel. We should make a citadel. Yeah,
1: yeah, a But
2: no, I like. I like that taking it from even essentially like the social media side, just actually getting a message out to people that you should support the people around you. Exactly. And there's it's people that naturally do it, right? Naturally supportive and yeah. you want to see people succeed. And it doesn't impact your own success At by all. wanting others to succeed. No. Because if you've got that mindset, if you're doing things right, there's room for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you're so right in people supporting stuff, flicking through social media and whatever, and you're struggling and it happens all the time or people, yeah.
1: even friends that are like could be about a, a trainer or a coach and you're in the same industry but if you see each other as competition you're going to be at each other's throats in your own mind yeah. mm-hmm. whereas it's not the case mm-hmm. everyone should still support and push and mm-hmm. again I, I think it is something that lacks everywhere in the world I think that's yeah. just a, a human mindset and that's I don't yeah. think it's from I think it's more an insecurity in certain people for sure to not do it but yeah that's I
0: think being young in is. your careers as well but with more maturity and experience, I think. Yeah, that's I think exactly it, yeah.
2: yeah. I think you get to a stage, I'm not calling us all old, but when you've been around <laughs> the block a bit or you yeah. see these things happen or you see, like you say, booms and then slower yeah. periods of certain things or trends, when you've seen those things happen, you can stand back and you can go, well, that's going to happen again. hundred percent, it's a <laughs> piece It's what, what you're going to be doing at that time, right? And,
1: and that's the thing, If you when you do hit that slump or you fall, if there's a group of people that you know are there or a community you have, you won't get to the low point yeah. because they'll dig you out of it before you do. And mm-hmm. especially with men, it's worse because men don't talk. <laughs> there's this thing it where like, ego as well. exactly, yeah. you know, or maybe not don't talk, but they're slower to ask for help yeah. or to look for someone to, to give them that help in hand. Yeah you know, out still of
2: the stigma behind it, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. But there
1: shouldn't be. Yeah.
0: Yep. Shouldn't be breaking that stigma. signal. Oh, it's, it's actually nice to see that the strong community is actually bonding and fusing together in a way that they're mm. all sort of helping each other out down in the gym. So that's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for that, Peter. That was great. Um, nice. I know. It's that awesome, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just something about listening to an Irish voice, isn't it? I know, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. You have to do subtitles County on the bottom Clare, Yeah. <laughs> Clare, yeah. Oh, it was like awesome. it. No, I appreciate you coming on. Thank Thanks you for very much. You guys. And uh, look, like we said at the uh, on all of our episodes, if there's anything sort of like you relate to, want to ask more questions, want to get in touch, anything to do with Peter's business or anything that's going on, or you wanna to speak to me or Mark, socials are down below. Get in touch, have a chat with us.
0: Yeah. All right. so, thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time.
0: Thanks, guys. Cheers. That was good. Sports Social Podcast Network.